0: Thank you for tuning in to our North Point Community Church Podcast. Wherever you are in your faith journey, we pray that as you listen to this message, you will be encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at ncc.team. So this year we have spent, uh, in 2018, this is our year of expansion. But how many understand, you have to expect things to be bigger and better before you can actually begin to expand into the bigger and the better things. The expectation comes first. So we walk through 2017, our year of expectation, our dreams are growing, our vision is growing, things are growing. And now we step into the year of expansion, and this year has been all about expanding our... Ourselves. It's been about us personally growing and developing. It's been about us increasing our capacity. And as we do that individually, what we are actually doing is expanding the possibilities corporately, okay? As we grow as people, we grow as a group. As we develop as individuals, we grow and develop as a body. And so that's what this year has really been all about. And, and I think I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and slide 2019 in right now because it's, it's the first Wednesday crowd. And whether you showed up for Jesus or the gender revealed, nobody's judging you here, okay? <laughs> uh, but hey, 2019, okay, we are moving in to the year of acceleration. The year of acceleration. Okay, here's what happens is is that in 2017, we were expecting God to do more. In 2018, God is expanding our capacity far more. And now we're stepping in 2019, and it is going to be the year of acceleration. God is putting the pedal to the metal in this house. We are going to be accelerating. We are accelerating in evangelism, accelerating in growth. We are accelerating in discipleship. We are accelerating in groups. We are accelerating in teams. It is going to be our year of acceleration, and acceleration means that we go further faster. When you look back over the last five years and almost six years now, what you, what you see is you see growth, but what you see is you see growth through addition. If you've been following, you know, if you've been here for a while, you've seen we have grown every year, but we've just we've just grown at a at a very consistent and very methodical pace. I I believe that 2019 is going to be the year of acceleration in this house. It is going to be the year where it's no longer addition, it's multiplication. It's no longer, we're no longer just adding a little bit. We are growing exponentially. Why? Because it is the year of acceleration. So you you have to get the expectation expectation right and then you have to expand because listen if you don't expand individually then when God gets ready to accelerate you you won't be able to handle what God wants to give you you won't, be able to, you won't be able to handle the speed. You won't be able to handle the intensity. You won't be able to handle what God brings. You won't be able to handle the harvest. So this year was all about us growing and expanding ourselves so that we could handle the year of acceleration as God takes us further and faster in 2019. See, we see this all throughout the Bible. As we begin to look through the Bible, we see this expectation and this expansion. And, and we see that uh, even in the life of Abraham, right? In the life of Abraham, there was an expectation, right? God's, God came to him and says, I'm going to give you a son. I'm going to give you a son. There was the expectation, right? And then we have the 25 years, okay? 25 years later, uh, there's, there's still no son. And what we see in this is that during this time, Abraham is expanding. That's why the Bible says that Abraham is the father of our faith. Okay, because God was expanding him and in this period, in this time, God was expanding him. And and the Bible it says in the New Testament that Abraham believed God. Even, even, even in, in the worst of situations, even when against all hope, the Bible says, he was still trusting and believing God. Why? Because God was expanding him for more. Okay, we see this throughout the throughout the scriptures. You can talk about Joseph. Well, you talk about Joseph. Joseph, uh, he woke up and he had this, this this dream, right? He had this this wonderful dream about what God was going to do in his life. And then he's betrayed by his brothers, thrown in the pit. If you know the story, he's sold into slavery. He he gets uh, um, uh he he gets into Potiphar's house. He's working there. He's falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He's thrown into prison. He goes through all of these things. Then he is elevated up to the second most powerful person in Egypt, and and now he is actually saving Israel. He's saving his family by giving them food in the famine, but you have to see that it started with an expectation that God is going to do something great in my life. It started in this dream, and he didn't understand all the dream, but there was an expectation. And now what happened was then God put him through a process of expansion. The process of expansion doesn't always feel good, (laughs) but the process of expansion is good. Because it's preparing us to be able to handle the acceleration. When God wants to take you from the prison to the second most powerful person in all of Egypt in a foreign land, God takes you out of the jail cell and he puts you right next to the throne. How many you understand that is Acceleration. But if there wouldn't have been the expansion in Joseph when he would have got in that seat and then see his brothers coming, begging for mercy and begging for food, he would have looked down on them. He he could have had them killed. He could have had them thrown in prison. But that's not what he did. Instead, he blessed them. He blessed them beyond their imagination. Why? Because it was the time of expansion that God grew him for that moment of acceleration. So you see this throughout the word. It starts with, the, it starts with expectation. It always moves to expansion. And after God expands, then there's always this acceleration, right? And we see this even in the building of the kingdom of God. Think think for a moment about, uh, about, uh, about Jesus, the Messiah, the promised one, right? There was an expectation. There was an expectation because the prophets had been prophesying. Isaiah and all the prophets, they had been prophesying that Jesus was coming. There was an expectation. People were waiting on the Messiah to make an appearance. They were expecting this Messiah, this son of God, this lamb who would be slain for their sins. They were expecting him, right? And so part of God's plan is that that there's this expectation then when Jesus gets here on the earth now we see this expansion beginning to take place and that expansion after Jesus comes then it leads us into acceleration if you if you don't believe in acceleration just read the book of acts read the book of acts you talk about acceleration okay Jesus came and people were expanding Right? Jesus came it was expanding. He was getting a few followers here and a few followers there and a few followers he was adding. There was some expansion going on. Jesus was expanding the kingdom. But Jesus is crucified on the cross, comes up out of the grave, and the expansion turns into acceleration. Peter preaches his very first message in Acts chapter 2. And 3,000 people are born again and baptized in water. You flip a few other chapters and now there's been another couple thousand added to the church. And these are just a few days a couple weeks weeks, we're talking a short period of time. Now there's 5,000 believers and we're just talking about in Jerusalem and you continue to read through the book of Acts and you've got Paul going to Athens and you've got him going to Philippi and you got him going to Colossae and you got Peter now not just going to the Jews but now he's going to the Gentiles. He's taking the message to Cornelius into the, the Roman centurion's home and they're getting saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, now we are experiencing acceleration experiencing acceleration. But it started with this expectation, Jesus is coming. Jesus comes and there's this expansion. But here's what we have to see tonight. And this is what I really want you to grab a hold of. This is more than just a story. This is a strategy. It's more than a story. Jesus coming to earth, it's more than a story. It's a strategy for you. It's a strategy for your personal expansion. You see, God used Jesus. He used this, this 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 story, this strategy that we're going to talk about to expand his kingdom, but you can use it not just to expand the kingdom. You can use it to expand yourself and expand your life. Let's, let's just break this down uh, tonight real quick. I, I just want to uh, take a few moments tonight. John chapter 3, verse 16. I'm going to read from the amplified version of the Bible. We're going to see the strategy right here. It says, for God so greatly loved And dearly prized the world, that he even gave his one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. You see, we we see the strategy of expansion right here in these two verses, and here, here is the strategy. I'm going to give it to you, and then we're going to talk about it. The strategy is love, give, and forgive. The strategy of expansion, love, give, and forgive. And if it was good enough for God, it's good enough for you. If it was good enough for God to expand, His mission, it's good enough for us to expand our lives and our mission. Love, give, and forgive. Now, here's the thing I want to just warn you. If if I could just like, uh, 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 okay, when you hear those words, this is what you think. Oh, man, I've heard those words 10,000 times. Love, give, forgive. Really? Like, that's the strategy of expansion? Like, man, I thought we were going to get something more than that tonight. Love, give, and forgive. That's really, really, really simple. Well you see, we don't expand because of what we know. We expand because of what we do. We don't expand because of what we know. Oh, I've heard that before. Okay, that's fine. You've heard that a thousand times before, but how many of the thousand times that you had the opportunity to love, give, or forgive have you loved, given, and forgiven? I'm just going to say... Sometimes the longer we're in the church and the more we've heard these terms, the less we can move away from actually doing it. But there, there are some people who, who can teach about love. They can teach uh, about giving. They can teach about forgiving, but they're not loving. They're not giving, and they're not forgiving. But they can teach about it. They know all about it. You say, how does that happen? It's because they've heard it so much and they've learned so much material regarding it. But just because we are close to it doesn't mean that we're actually doing it. Just because we are hearing it in our ears doesn't mean that we are doing it with our life. So whenever I just say these words, love, give, and forgive, don't just tune out and go, oh man, I've heard all that, I've been in church for so long, I know about loving, I know about giving, I know about forgiving. No, 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 I want you to really tune in. I want you to really listen up tonight because I believe that God has something to say and I don't want us to fool ourselves just because we've been around it. I don't want us to be around it, I want us to be in it. I want us to be in love. I want us to be in giving. I want us to be in forgiving. I want us to be in it, and I want it to be in us. And if we're really honest, how hard are those three things? See, sometimes you can hear it so much it sounds easy. But how hard is it to love people that are quote-unquote unlovable. How hard of us, how hard is it for us to love the obnoxious, obnoxious arrogant person in our office? How hard for us is it to love our next-door neighbor who is always griping and complaining about The grass being cut a little bit too much, you know, like that's your grass, that's not my grass, right? And we got to love them. How hard is it to love? How hard is it for us to give? To give financially. How hard is it for us to give uh, 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 our, our time? How, how hard is it so many times for us to give, to go out of our way, to be inconvenienced, to give something to someone else? How challenging is it to, to live a life of forgiveness? These are difficult things. I know we hear them all the time, but let's just pause for a second tonight and admit that if we could just figure out how to do those three things, we would be rock stars. I mean, you'd be kingdom of God, rock stars. If you could love like Jesus wants you to love, if you could give the way that God created you to give, and you forgave the way that Jesus Christ forgave you. Oh, man, I mean, I'm, I'd be walking on sunshine. I mean, you would be something. This is challenging. This is difficult. So don't tune it out because you've heard it. You need to listen up because of how tough it is. All right, let's, let's break down these words just real quick, and then we're going to pop some cannons and find out what baby number four is, Okay. Let's talk about love for a second. Now, whenever we talk about love, sometimes when you, hear, when you hear the word love, when I hear the word love, what we think of is we think of like Valentine's Day, Cupid, right? Some sappy four-page handwritten letter, right? I mean, that's what we think about. We, we tend, many times our mind drifts to the emotional, gushy tears. We, we, for even a lot of us, we think weak and, and, and soft. Uh, but let me just say this, that's how society has portrayed love. That's, that's the definition that culture has given love. That's not the definition that God gave love. That, that's not the way that we see it. That's how you see it in Hollywood. That's how you see it at Hallmark. It's gooey and it's mushy. But whenever you open up your Bible, the Bible says something different about love. This is what the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, it says, Be on your guard. Stand firm in faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. Love doesn't reveal weakness, what love does is love produces strength. That's what he says. He says, hey, look, you, you, better, you better stand firm in your faith. You better be courageous. You, you, you better be strong. You better be a warrior. You better be ready to fight, and you better do everything in love because real love is going to produce real strength. Love is not weak. Love is not soft. Love is strong. Let's look at what John, John 15, 13 says. It says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So it says, there is no greater love then you would lay down your life for your friend. The greatest definition of love is the greatest definition of sacrifice. That's how love is defined. That, That love is losing your life for someone else. And now the Bible tells us in 1 John 4 verse 8 that God is love. Okay, we know, that God is, we know that God is love. We know that the greatest form of love is laying down your life. So God came down to earth and he laid down his life to do what? To show us what real love was really all about. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not weak. I don't know about you, but that's not soft. It's not gooey and mushy. It's not a Valentine's Day card that you picked up at Walgreens. That's not what it is. Jesus dying on the cross was the greatest picture of love that the world had ever seen. And the cross was not a picture of weakness, it was a picture of strength. It's what love is, according to the Word of God. Then Paul sat down and he figured we needed even more vivid definition of the word love. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he says this, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. (laughs) This list is not soft. (laughs) This list is not easy. This list is tough. And you know that if you are going to live according to this list, you better be strong. You better be strong. If you want to live this list out, you see, love forced God into action. Love did not cause God to fall into emotion. Love forced God into action, for God so loved the world that he gave. It forced God into action. God God did not experience love and fall into emotion. God experienced love and had love, and so it forced him into an action. That's what action does. I mean, that's what love does. Love will force you into an action, and you know what that action will create? That action will create expansion. Because that action will create strength in you. It will reveal strength in you. When you really begin to love, you will be strong. You will be a warrior. You will be, you will be courageous, you will be confident. And this is the same pattern. This pattern that God works, it's the same that God uses, it's the same pattern that will work for us. And, and that's why Jesus told us this. He says, I now I give you a new commandment in John 13. So now I give you a new commandment. Listen to what he said. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. That's my new commandment for you. Love each other as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are truly my followers, okay? So he says, you you, you need to love other people the same way that I have loved you. And and here's here's what God knows. God knows is that love is going to create expansion. You want to grow? Okay, love love them like I loved you. You'll You'll have to grow you'll have to become a better version of yourself because <laughs> you, you, the old you can't love your neighbor like you should love your neighbor the old you can't love your crazy aunt the way that you Jesus loves you it can't happen your you, the, the way that you've loved people in your life in your past it, it, it has to be it has to be you have to be transformed by Jesus taking on his love and through his love now you can love others but the only way that happens is through strength. It's the only way. It's the only way. You have to be strong to love. And when we begin loving others the way that God loved us, it creates expansion. I mean, once again, listen to those words. Patient, kind, always hopeful, not keeping score, humble. All of these things is what creates expansion in our life. So the first key is we see we got to love. We have to love. And then we see the second one. The the second thing uh, that we see in this text is that we have to give. Okay? It's the strategy. This is the strategy. Because God so loved, he gave. Okay? And so if, if we are going to grow and expand, then we must give. God is a giver. And giving creates expansion. What happened after God gave Jesus to the earth? Expansion happened. Expansion happened. That, that, that's what we were talking about just a moment ago when we start reading in the book of Acts and how, how it, things begin to grow and things begin to expand. Why? Because God set up Everything to operate on the system of giving. Giving creates expansion. Just think, just think in your mind for a second, how does sowing and reaping work? Right? You put seeds into the ground, you sow, and guess what? You reap. You have to give something. Now, if you don't sow a seed in the ground, do you get to reap a harvest? No. You have to give something to get something in return. You have to give. In, in, in human relationships, let's think about that for a minute. You have to give something to get something back. It, it, it's the only way that it works. You have to give to, to, to get something back. So if, if my life is going to expand, there has to be this, this, this concept of giving. This is what the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 9. I want you to see see these words, abundantly. God will bless you abundantly. In all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. But that only happens out of generosity. (laughs) When you are generous, this is what happens. You will abound. You will have abundance. Whenever you are generous, this is what happens at all times and in all things. You will have all that you need. Why? Because whenever we give, we will see a return. It's the way that it's set up to work. Generosity creates an increase in our lives. Look at Galatians chapter 6. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Okay? Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. What's he saying? Hey, God set up the system. You don't get to cheat the system. You don't get to recreate the system. God created the system. If If you wanted a system, then you should have been God. But because none of us here are God, we have to play by his rules. It's his system. And so Paul writes here and he says, do not be deceived. God ain't playing games. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary, he says, in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Okay, he says, don't be... Don't become weary in doing good. What is doing good? Doing good is sowing good seeds. Doing good is giving to the proper things. Doing good is sowing into the things that you know are going to give you back what God wants to give you back. He says, if you do not grow weary in doing good and you keep on giving and sowing and doing what you know you should do, then he gives you a promise and he says, you will reap a harvest. How can he say that you will reap a harvest? Because the apostle Paul knew that generosity always creates expansion. Generosity always creates increase. Don't be mocked. It's the way God set up the system. When you give, you give back. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. What is that, what is that saying? It's saying you reap what you sow. You can't walk around talking about I having no friends whenever you walk around like this. Why people don't like me? No, you got to show yourself friendly. You show yourself friendly, you get friends. Because you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. generosity always creates increase and i want you to think for a moment about what is the what is the, the the opposite of generosity what is the opposite of giving and and we think greediness we think selfishness okay selfishness does not expand your world it actually shrinks it think with me just for a moment how small is a world that revolves around you how small is a world that revolves around you that that's the smallest world you could ever have but so many times this is what we this is what we think this is the way that we live well i gotta get mine i gotta take care of me i gotta put me first well whenever you do those things and you don't give I'm not saying don't be wise, okay? I'm not saying, like, don't save money. I'm not saying don't take care of your house. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying when that's the attitude that we live with, when we, when we become so blinded to the outside world and we become so focused on ourselves, so focused on our little families, and we think that we are doing what we really need to do, but all we are really doing is shrinking our world so small, And then then we we wonder why it's not working. We wonder why it's not working because God did not create you to be selfish. He created you to give. He didn't create you to be greedy. He created you to be generous. And whenever you play by his rules, remember, God cannot be mocked. Do not be deceived. When you play by his rules and you live in generosity, all of a sudden your world begins to expand. Because you can't give and be all about you. So if you, you, you're, looking to expand, you're looking to expand your world, start giving. You're looking to expand your capacity, start giving. It, it's the way that God expanded the kingdom. And if it's good enough for God, I always say it's good enough for me. God so loved that he gave. I love this quote from Zig Ziglar before we move on to the next point. It says, you will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. People are just trying to get what they want, but they don't realize the key to getting is giving. <laughs> the key to getting a return is, is giving. And, and here's the thing is that, is that in, in, in life, we, we must be willing to give to others. Why? Because we expand, and as we expand, we will, be, we, will, we will be able and capable of taking in more. That's what giving does, okay? So we have to love, we have to give, we have to give. And the last thing is this we have to forgive. We have to love, we have to give, and we have to forgive. You, you know what will shrink your life and your future faster than anything? Offense, resentment, bitterness, and unforgiveness. I will shrink it, that'll shrink your life faster than anything. Resentment, offense, bitterness, and unforgiveness. That's why the apostle Paul writes in Ephesians, and he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, he says, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I, lo- I love it in this verse, if you just kind of like go back through it, it's almost like he, he wrote out all the problems and then he gave you like how to overcome it, like working backwards. So like if you look at it, In verse 32, he says, instead, like, be kind to each other. Okay, be kind to each other answers the words, uh, like, he says, don't have harsh words and slander, right? So, like, if I'm kind, then I can't have harsh words and slander. So, kindness is is my is my uh, uh, you know my my weapon to get harsh words and slander out and then he says okay don't just don't just be kind he says be tender hearted okay tender hearted is going to be my answer for for anger and rage right i, I can't be tender hearted and compassionate and angry and raging all of the time so i have be kind and tender hearted and he says and forgiving each other and forgiveness is the answer for bitterness <laughs> this is what I love about forgiving, is forgiving really lets you know if you are for giving. <laughs> Sorry, just let me do it, okay? <laughs> let me do it. Just let me go there for a second. For, forgiving lets you know if you are really for giving. This point is really the test for the last point. I'll give you a chance. I'm not going to give you a second chance. They should know better by now, and because they should know better, they don't deserve. Oh. So if I'm not willing to forgive, then I'm not really forgiving. Because what Jesus said it, to, to Peter, when Peter thought he was doing really good, he says, how, how many times should I forgive my brother? Should I forgive him seven times in a day? And Jesus said, well, hey, you know, that's a good place to start, but just multiply it times 70. <laughs> 70 times seven. That, that's how many times a day you should forgive your brother if they ask you for forgiveness. That, 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 that's what forgiveness looks like. That's how you, that's how you know you are actually Forgiving. That's like, that lets you know how generous you really are. Forgiveness is really the test for giving. And, and I'll close with this, with this last little scripture. In Luke chapter 6, verse 37, Jesus said, Forsake the habit of criticizing and judging others, and then you will not be criticized and judged in return. Don't look at others for, and pronounce them guilty, and you will not experience guilty accusations yourself. Forgive over and over, and you will be forgiven over and over. What we see here is we see the principle of sowing and reaping. So he says. So whenever you forgive, that's what lets you know I'm actually forgiving. I'm actually I'm actually forgiving. I'm, I'm forgiving you another chance. I'm for believing the best about you. I'm, I'm for giving you another opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold on to that bitterness, that offense. No, no, no. I'm going to forgive. Why am I going to forgive? Because I know when I give that, it's the principle of sowing and reaping. Scripture says you, you're, going, you're going to get forgiveness for yourself. He says, ah, don't make the mistake. Don't make the mistake of falling into the habit of judging and criticizing. When you judge and criticize, it means you're withholding forgiveness. Which means you're not forgiving. Listen, if you're not forgiving, you're not putting any seeds in the ground. Guess what you're not gonna get? You're not going to get a harvest of forgiveness in your life. Or you're not forgiving. You're not forgiving. And the only way you get in return is if you are giving. Maybe some of us today were frustrated a little bit with our lives. Frustrated. Frustrated with a little bit where we are, frustrated we're not seeing some fruit that we really want to see in our lives. We're just a little frustrated right now. And, and, and I wonder if maybe the reason that we're frustrated is because we're not for giving. We're not really forgiving because when we forgive and we, we give, give that forgiveness... We're going to get some things in return. Maybe today our life feels a little constricted. Maybe you feel stuck today. Maybe you just feel like, ah, oh, I just, just can't. I just feel like I need to be more. Just, oh, I just feel frustrated. Maybe, just maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe you walked into the year of expectation. Listen to me. This is the end of the year of expansion. We're moving moving on after this. Maybe your, your expectation grew last year and you started believing bigger things and dreaming bigger dreams and you just said man I know there is more for me I know the kind of life that God has for me you started envisioning that abundant life you started envisioning that life that's overflowing with love overflowing with peace overflowing with purpose you started seeing that in your mind you started seeing that life and you were believing that life and, and out coming out of that year of expectation and now you got into this year of expansion and here we are in December of the year of expansion and you're still a little bit frustrated not having seen everything that you thought you were going to see before we step into 2019 and experience the year of acceleration maybe we need to take a moment at the end of 2018 and say you know what hmm There's some issues that have been holding me back from expansion. There's been some things in my heart. I I really haven't been loving others the way that maybe even I know I should, much less the way that Jesus told me I should. There's some things that you've been holding back, just been holding on to, that God's been asking you to give. God's been asking you to give your time. God's been asking you to go and be a mentor. God's been asking you to give them maybe a little bit extra in your finances. Maybe maybe, maybe to support a child through One Child Matters or uh, one of these other organizations. Maybe God's been, and, and, and you're, just not, you're just not giving. Just not. I'm just. I'm just holding on right now. I don't know what the economy is going to do. I don't know. I don't know what is that Christmas. I just, I'm just holding on a little bit, and 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 maybe, just maybe, maybe we're not giving to the capacity that we need to give, or maybe, maybe we're frustrated because we're not forgiving. We're not forgiving. And there's some people in our lives that we know today. We know we need to forgive. We've been holding on. For a week, a month, a year, a decade, we've been holding on to something that today God wants us to give to him so that he can give back to us what he wants to give to us. I want you to stand with me and just bow your heads for just a moment. I I believe that this that this moment is is critical. I believe it's so critical for some people in the room tonight because I believe here at the end of this year and we know here uh, at North Point, man, every year we talk about the the 40-day finish. We're in the last 40 days of the year. We talk about finishing strong and I believe there's some things that God wants to do tonight and God wants to do for the remainder of this year God wants to create some expansion in areas of your life. And and I believe that God can do it. In these last 25, 26 days of the year, God can do it. God can do it. God can create that expansion for your acceleration in 2019. Tonight, maybe you're just a little frustrated. Frustrated. Maybe you just feel like you're struggling. You say, Philip, I, I know. The reason I'm not expanding is I'm not I'm not following the strategy of expansion. I'm not following the strategy of expansion. The strategy of expansion was that God so loved and greatly prized the world he loved the world so much that it pushed him into action and i'm just not i'm just not there right now i can get i'm just not i'm just not there I'm just not there you say tonight tonight that's that's what i want i, I want i want to experience that type of love in my life and maybe tonight you say I want to give I want to I really want to give I want to give what God is asking me to give I don't know what that is I I know it looks different for all of us but maybe you're not expanding because you're not putting the right seed in the ground your time your talent your treasure you're just not putting that right seed in the ground you say Philip I, I know here for these last 26 days. I, I, I know what it is. I, I've got to give. I've got to give. Or maybe there's somebody that you need to forgive. And you need to forgive them just so <laughs> you can you can pass the test and know that I am actually forgiving. And as you forgive, God will give. Forgiveness back to you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around tonight. Say, so Philip, this is a missing part of my expansion. I I, I feel I, I know exactly where I've I've been feeling frustrated. I've been I've been feeling a little bit stuck. I've been I've been feeling a little inhibited, like I just haven't expanded to the capacity. And say, Philip, tonight, you, 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 you spoke right to my issue. Tonight, I know I need to love. Tonight, I know I need to give. Tonight, I know I need to forgive. I know I know what God is speaking to me tonight for my expansion. Come on, if that's you right now, just lift up your hand right there where you are. Say, I know God's speaking to me on one of these issues. Or may, maybe the Holy Spirit's speaking uh, a whole nother issue, but just Branches off of that. You say, I know God's speaking to me tonight. I I know there's been something hindering me. But I don't want anything to hinder me tonight. I'm ready to expand so that I can accelerate. I'm ready to expand so that I can accelerate. I'm ready to expand so that I can accelerate. Come on, can we just uh, all lift up our hands here in this place? Come on, just lift up both hands to God. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you right now. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. God, as we just. As we just lift up our hands, as we surrender our old selves to you, God, as we surrender our habits, as we surrender our old behaviors, as we surrender those things to you, God, Lord, I just pray, Lord. Uh, that you would mold us and make us, God, tonight. God, I pray that you would break us through. I pray that you would expand us, God. Lord, I pray even in these last 26 days of the year, God, I pray that you would do more than we even possibly think that you could do in this time frame. I pray that you would expand our capacity, God, as we prepare for this acceleration that is coming in 2019, God. Thank you, thank you for what you're doing. God, thank you that it's not just a story of Jesus, there's a strategy in Jesus. I thank you God that we can expand our lives the way God that you expanded your Kingdom when we begin to live according to your pattern. When we begin to live according to your way. Whenever we love, give and forgive, and we love, give and forgive and we love, we give, we forgive. We love, we give, we forgive, and God, when we continue just to love and give and forgive and we don't get distracted and we don't get disappointed and we don't get detoured and we just love and give and forgive and we love and we give and we forgive God I thank you when we get into that pattern God we will see expansion in our hearts and in our lives expand us to accelerate us God expand us to accelerate us expand us to accelerate us Give us the capacity, God, to handle what you were accelerating us into in 2019. God, we thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Hey, if you believe it. In- Here at North Point Community Church, we believe in creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community through the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at ncc.team or follow us on any social media platform at CC North Point.